and welcome to Coffee with Jesus. I am your host, Todd Ubley. The day that this episode is first being released marks the three-year anniversary of the Coffee with Jesus podcast. It also marks the start of our fourth season. We would not have gotten this far without a lot of help from a lot of people. And before I begin this episode, I would like to express my thanks to a couple of people. First, I would like to say a very sincere and humble thank you to Ms. Yilda Rivera. Ms. Rivera writes our episode descriptions. She has also contributed to a few episodes, some of our better ones. I would also like to thank Ms. Sarah Vandrill and Ms. Sarah Tyler. They have both hosted their own episodes of Coffee with Jesus, as well as um, collaborated with me on some other episodes. And again, these are some of the better episodes of the podcast. I would like to express my thanks to both Rick Schutte and Don Dawson. They did two episodes towards the end of season three, and they really helped me out. And I'll, I'll explain the situation a little more later on. That's actually going to be the topic of this particular episode. But I wanted to thank them for their help and for, um, for stepping in and stepping up and producing those episodes when I was not able to. And also, Ms. Elizabeth Bristol and Ms. Christine Hobbs, they also did two episodes at the very end of Season 3 of Coffee with Jesus. And again, this was a time where I really just could not do this. So I really appreciate that they stepped up and stepped in and hosted some episodes for us while I was unable to produce them. There are a lot of people who have helped. We've had numerous guests who have, who have given their time to help you all as well. And a lot of people who have helped behind the scenes. And I apologize. I know I can't possibly name every, every single person. Uh, so I hope I'm not offending anybody. And if I left you out, I, I do apologize. But before I started this episode, I wanted to at least express my thanks to, to some individuals who have provided a tremendous amount of help uh, to the podcast and to me as well. I know it might seem a little odd to start a season with a, a part three. When I started the second season of Coffee with Jesus, I was starting it at a time when I was actually at rock bottom myself. There were a lot of things happening in the world at the time, the biggest of which at the time was our, our I'm just going to say it, our, our bungled withdrawal from Afghanistan. And as a veteran of Afghanistan, this affected me deeply. And so I started season two with an episode called how to recover from rock bottom and as events as world events continue to unfold i realized i was kind of still there at, at rock bottom and so i did a part two so the first two episodes of season two were how to recover from rock bottom parts one and part two well a few months ago I was in another situation where, once again, I, I found myself at a rock bottom. And, I don't know, this might seem a little self-serving, but those two episodes, parts one and two, I kind of listened to them myself, and it was a good reminder for me as to how to how to get out of that funk and how to really just trust God and, and rely on Him to help you through those periods. So I decided I would talk about that in this episode. And so that's why this is called How to Recover from Rock Bottom, Part 3. I will include a link to Parts 1 and 2 in the show notes in the episode descriptions so that you all can watch or listen to Parts 1 and 2. Um, 
there is a single video that you can watch on YouTube or Rumble, or you could listen to each individual episode on our website. Back in March of 2023, I was, I guess you could say notified, contacted, an attempt was made to recruit me for a job that seemed pretty interesting. But the job was in Nevada, and it was a really, really interesting job. And I did some phone interviews. Uh, they brought me on site for a personal interview, gave me a tour of the facilities. It was actually pretty, pretty decent. It looked like it was going to be a real interesting job. And I was basically told when I was there for the interview that I was going to get an offer. So we made plans for moving out there. And I tried to time the move out there with the end of the lease that we were currently under. I was able to extend my lease for a month, which gave time for the paperwork on their end, you know, for the offer to come through. Well, I did get an offer for that job, and I just couldn't justify uprooting my family, moving them across the country to make a, a significantly less amount of money. And I understand it's not all about the money, but trust me, folks, this was, this was a tremendous pay cut, like tremendous pay cut. So I tried to extend our, our lease again and so that way we would have time to look for a new place. Well, the landlord had said no. They had decided they were not going to allow us to extend for another month. So I had mm, two and a half to three weeks to find a new place and get moved in. I'm not going to lie. This was, this was pretty stressful, especially once they had said no, you can't extend because I was facing a very short and very real deadline of being homeless. I had worked some contingency plans, you know. I was trying to line up a storage unit, trying to line up a hotel room, so at least we would have some place to sleep and somewhere to put our stuff. But we were still going to be homeless. That, that was a very daunting reality that we were facing. Now folks, while all this was going on, my mother had been scheduled for a triple, turned out to be a double bypass. My father was scheduled for a pacemaker replacement in addition to his ongoing cancer treatment and um, his physical impairment and his cognitive decline were kind of accelerating. Um, in fact, I got a text from my brother one day that said, yeah, we're, we're starting to make final arrangements for dad. Um, as of the recording of this episode, my father is still alive, but I got to be honest, folks, his, his condition is, is not good. So in addition to rapidly facing homelessness, I was facing the loss of my father or potential and major surgery for my mother. Oh, and in April, I cracked a tooth. Like I cracked it good, clear up through the gums. And when I went to the dentist to have it fixed, well, when he pulled the broken part out, the filling that was in that tooth fell out and he saw the nerve and he said it was uh, necrotic. In other words, the nerve and the tooth were basically dead, which explained why I didn't feel so much pain when the tooth cracked. But um, he said, yeah, you're basically going to need a, a root canal and a crown. So my tooth was cracked in April. There was a temporary repair done in May. I had the root canal. That was a lot of fun in June. And then I got the crown just just a few weeks ago. So there was a pretty ongoing saga with my tooth, um, in addition to trying to find a new place to live and trying to move in, and, you know, the, the stress and worry 
over the health of both of my parents. So as soon as we were told that we could not extend our lease, we started exploring all options. I had applied for a mortgage. We started looking for houses to rent, apartments to rent, more townhouses to rent. We were pulling all the stops. And we realized pretty quickly we didn't have time to purchase a house. Finding a place to rent was also proving difficult, unfortunately. Some rental companies just didn't get back to us. They took our application, charged the application fee, and then ghosted us. We found one house that we thought would work out, and I filled out the application, and I never heard back from that company. We later found out that it had already been rented to somebody else. Um, There was one apartment. It wasn't ideal, but it was in a nice area, and it would have worked for us pretty well. We went there right at the end of the day, and the lady said, great, fill out an application today. So we did. We, you know, we filled it out. It was basically close of business that day, and then we filled out the application. And when they opened the next morning, they told us, oh, yeah, sorry, we already rendered that part out. There was one, there was a new apartment complex that was actually being built. It was mostly still under construction. They only had about two buildings they were actually renting out. And these people took forever to to process our application. um, I mean, they were very nice and and helpful, but they just just took forever to process our application. In fact, I got a phone call from her after I'd already signed the lease of the place that we're currently living in. And, And we did this for about a week and a half, and I remember... I remember this part very clearly because we had about a week left in our current place, a week before we were going to be homeless, and nothing was lined up. It really came to a head. There was one place we looked at. We're like, okay, you know what? This is a quiet area. This will work great for us. This is kind of ideal. I filled out the application, and I got an email from the rental management company saying, bring us first month rent and this deposit check, and then we'll send you a lease, which didn't make sense to me because normally you bring those things to the lease that you don't you don't make those payments and then get a lease so that confused me a little bit and I, I tried to get out there um that day this was a, a Monday afternoon and I I got there literally just as they were closing so I didn't get to talk to anybody that day but Tuesday morning I said okay let me get out there when they open and I, I left and I was there about 10 30 in the morning and there was nobody there but the receptionist. There was nobody I could ask questions to, nobody I could talk to about this place. So I went home feeling a little dejected. And this was the point where I was I was kind of at rock bottom. It, you know, this was a Tuesday morning. I had one week until we were going to be homeless. And nothing was working out. I was doing everything I could, everything in my power to try to find a place. I even took time off of work so I could look for and move into a new place. And nothing was working. And at this point, you know, I was sitting on the couch and I was just plumb out of ideas. I, I had no idea what I was going to do. I knew I had a hotel room lined up so my family and I would at least have a place to sleep and a roof over our heads. But I didn't know how I was going to pay for a hotel for an indeterminate length of time or, you know, moving our stuff into storage and then out of storage again. And I sat there and finally I'm just, I, just, I just went to God and I said, God, you created the whole universe. You have the power, the authority, the ability to get us into a new place. So I'm just going to ask you, and in fact, God, I'm at this point, I'm begging you, please, you know, if it is your will, find us a place. Let us get moved in before we don't have our current place anymore. And folks, God heard and answered that prayer. And 
and I'm just going to walk you through some of the things that happened next that were, where God was clearly involved. Within an hour, not even, I got an email from the property manager for that, the place I had visited that day. She apologized for not being in the office, explained that she had some, you know, basically a family issue where she was working remote, and then described their process where, has, you know, we drop off these checks in a drop box, and then, you know, she'll prepare a lease for us, and then we can work on getting the keys to the place. And so I, I emailed her back, and I asked her, I said, is it possible to do the deposit and the first month's rent and the lease all at once? Can we just schedule an appointment where I'll show up, I'll give you the checks, we'll sign everything, and, and do it all at once? Because I really... I really need to move in as quickly as possible. As quickly as you can make this happen, I need to move in. She emailed me back right away. And she said, I'll be there this afternoon at 2 o'clock. If you want to bring by the deposit and the first month's rent, I'll get a lease prepared for you right away. And she did just that. I mean, before I even left for the bank to get the cashier's checks, she had the lease to us. So we signed the lease like just like that. I asked the guy at the local credit union, is there any way you could get this done soon? Because I, they close at 4 o'clock. I've got to drive at least 40 minutes in order to give them these cashier's checks. So he said, well, let me see what I can do. So he was Skyping with this lady. And she said, oh, yeah, I see it. I'll do an extra pull right now so that way the money will be available. And I thought, oh, thank you so much. This was this was like a tremendous help. And this is, I think, where, where God had directly intervened because they did not have to do this. They could have just waited till the right time where they did their standard pull and I could have just been stuck. But they went above and beyond and they did an extra pull just for me so that the money could get into my credit union account at the local credit union so that they could issue me the cashier's checks. And they did. They issued me one check for the deposit and one check for the first month's rent. And I took those and I might have driven a little bit faster than I should have from the credit union to the property management office. And the property manager was there. She had gone in that afternoon. And, you know, I was able to ask her a few questions. We made sure everything was good on the lease. Everybody had signed it. She had signed it. Lease was executed. And she gave me the ability to then enter the place. So, folks, within a few hours, I went from literally being at rock bottom. God, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do. I'm about to be homeless. I'm begging you to help me, please. To, I had a new place to live. And over the next week, we finished packing up our old place. We started moving boxes over. I was able to actually hire movers to move the furniture for us. In a matter of a few hours, folks, everything came together. We had a place to live. We had movers lined up. I was able to get a U-Haul truck at the last minute so we could load up some of our boxes on our own and, and just kind of move them over ourselves. You know, my wife went and she cleaned after we had moved everything over. She cleaned up the old place. I made one last check, kind of took some videos, did a video walkthrough made sure we had all of our stuff out. I checked every nook and cranny. My wife had checked every nook and cranny. We had all of our stuff out. We had the place cleaned up. We took some video of the place and I turned in the keys to the landlord and we were done all within a week. Now folks, for me, the months of April and May were, were very difficult months. You know, I, I cracked my tooth, um, a tooth that actually turned out to be necrotic or, or dead. 
So I needed a root canal and a crown and I needed the tooth fixed. My mother was having a double bypass. Plus she had her ongoing diabetes issues. My father was having his cancer treatment and he needed a pacemaker replacement. And there, there were so many other just little things going on. And I, emotionally, I was just, I, I was, I don't know. I, I just didn't even know. I, I just didn't know. And, you know, I was sitting there and I just, at rock bottom, just crying out to God, God, help, please help, you know. And, and that's the thing, folks. You know, our father created the entire universe. He created the planet that we live on. He created each and every one of us. He has the power and the authority to take care of whatever we need. As I'm recording this, I know there are so many of you out there who are going through really tough situations, and in most cases, situations that are worse than what I've gone through. And folks, I can tell you, I can promise you, based on my own personal experience, that God is with you. God not only has the power to get you through whatever situation you are finding yourself in, whatever storm you are facing, he not only has the power to help you, he has the desire to help you. God wants to help you. He wants to give you that strength, and in some cases, to be your strength. If you are dealing with a really, really rock-bottom situation, I would implore you, cry out to our Father in heaven. Our Father will hear your prayer and answer your prayer. Folks, God will help you with whatever your situation is. All you have to do is ask Him. Ask God and know that He will help you, that He will take care of you, and He will get you through whatever storm you are facing. He's done it for me so many times where I have to remind myself, okay, God's helped me through similar situations. God's helped me through worse situations. I will ask him for help, and I know that he will help me. So folks, if you find yourself at rock bottom right now, cry out to God. And that prayer could simply be, God, help. God knows your situation. And when you ask him for help, oh man, will he deliver. God will provide you with whatever it is that you need to make it through your situation. I know he will. I know he will do it for you because he's done it for me time and time again. And folks, if you need prayer, please reach out to us. You can send an email to us at prayer at coffeewithjesus.info. Please. Send us, send us your situation. Send us your prayer requests. We will pray for you. And if you would like, we will pray with you. God answers prayer, folks. I am literally living proof that God answers prayer. So if you find yourself in a rock bottom, reach out to God. Take your problems to God and God will help you. God will provide you with whatever you need. And if you would like prayer, reach out to us, prayer at coffeewithjesus.info. We will pray for you, or even with you if you would like. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our pleasure to speak with you, to speak to you through this medium. As always, 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And God bless.